Hey, good morning. Welcome to Christ Community Church. Happy Easter. We're so glad you guys have joined us this morning. We're going to try something fancy today. Justin's rigged up some lyrics for us, I believe. And so they should be like right here. Am I pointing in the right place? Right here. So uh, sing along with us. Um, get the kids together. Get your family together. And uh, we'd love for you guys to worship along with us this morning. I believe in the sun And I believe in the risen one And I believe I overcome By the power of His blood And amen Amen I'm alive, I'm alive because he lives Amen Amen Let my song join the one that never ends Because he lives And I was dead in the grave I was covered in sin and shame And I heard mercy call my name The stone was rolled away Amen, amen I'm alive, I'm alive because He lives Amen Amen. Let my song join the one that never ends Because He lives I can face tomorrow Because He lives Every fear is gone And I know He holds my life My future in His hands Amen, amen, I'm alive, I'm alive because He lives, amen, amen, let my song join the one that never ends, amen, amen, and I'm alive. Because he lives, Amen. Amen. Let my song join the one that never ends. Because he lives. Because he lives. Happy. Easter church family and friends. I look forward to the day when we can all be together in one room to worship our Lord. But today, let us join our hearts, our minds, and our spirits in rejoicing our risen Lord. 
I'm reading today from Isaiah 26, 6 through 9. In Jerusalem, the Lord of Heaven's armies will spread a wonderful feast for all the people of the world. It will be a delicious banquet with clear, well-aged wine and choice meat. There he will remove the cloud of gloom, the shadow of death that hangs over the earth. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. He will remove forever all insults and mockery against his land and people. The Lord has spoken. In that day, the people will proclaim, this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord in whom we trusted. Let us rejoice in the salvation he brings. This is God's word for us today. Thanks be to God. When I survey the wondrous cross and on which the prince of glory died by riches gain I count but On all my pride See from his head His hands, his feet Sorrow and love flow me go Such love and sorrow me Poor thorns compose So rich a crown Oh, the wonderful cross Oh, the It's me come and die Find that I may truly live Oh, the wonderful cross Oh, the wonderful cross It's all who gather here By grace strong near And bless your name The whole realm of nature's mind that we're an offering far too small. Love so amazing, so. My soul, my life. 
bids me come and die, find that I may truly Christ Community Church. We are so glad that you could join us this morning, this Easter morning, as we celebrate the life and the death and the resurrection of God's Son, Jesus Christ. Um, I want to read a passage of Scripture to you as we get started from Luke 18. If you've got a copy of God's Word, you follow along. I'm reading from Luke 18. It says, A religious leader asked Jesus this question. Good teacher, What should I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know God's commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. And you must honor your parents. The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. When Jesus heard his answer, he said, There's still one thing that you've not done. Sell your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. I'm so glad today that I can share this time and this study uh, with my wife, Sherry. And so I'm going to let her uh, share a few things as we begin. So one of the things that I have begun to really enjoy uh, during this quarantine time mm-hmm. is what the some movie stars and celebrities and musicians have started to do, uh, and that is, of course, put their talent on online for us to view. And it's fabulous, and I, I, I love it. One of the things, uh, one of the events that happens online that I like the most is um, with John Krasinski from The Office, SGN, Some Good News, mm-hmm. is a weekly... Uh, kind of like a news program that he puts on, and he shows us good news. And he brings other celebrities on. Steve Carell has been on there. Lin-Manuel Miranda and the whole cast of Hamilton has been on there. Um, and it's just, it's remarkable to see people stepping up and doing good things. I love Andrew Lloyd Webber, and he he posts several times a week at his piano, talking about the, the things that he wrote and, and Broadway shows that he's written and lessons that he gives. Another group of celebrities and, uh, and, and leaders have stepped up and are giving kind of unprecedented amounts of money to research for COVID-19, for cures and, um, uh, and research. Drew Brees comes to mind. 
Dolly Parton is doing this. I'm, uh, Tom Hanks is doing this. Uh, Sandra Bullock. I really admire these people for what they're doing. I admire them greatly, but kind of from a distance. I don't know these people, people and even in our community that are stepping up and doing great and mighty things. I admire them, but I admire them from a distance because I don't really know them. I am inspired by their gestures. They bring joy and laughter and tears um, to a time that's very difficult. I, I guess you'd call me a fan. I am a fan of what they do, but I am detached from them. I don't, I don't follow them. I, I, might, I might follow them and like them online, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm at a distance from them. And Jesus Christ had admirers. I admire those people. And Jesus had admirers. In fact, most of the people who, who went around with him or were at his gatherings were admirers of him. There are four Gospels full of stories of people who admired him. They were full of curiosity and delight. They came by the thousands to listen to his stories. They wanted to be healed. They wanted to be fed. People asked him questions. They admired his parents for the way that they raised him. Last Sunday, we honored the day that he came into the, to the city and thousands upon thousands of admirers waved palm branches and palm fronds and called out to him that he was the, that he was the king. One of the most noteworthy admirers, I think, of Jesus was his own disciple, Judas. <laughs> Judas was an admirer. He was, he was willing to go along with all of it for three years' time until Jesus did some things that, that Judas no longer admired, and then he fell away. The message of Easter is, in part, that Jesus is, frankly, uninspired with admirers. He wants us to follow him. He says this very clearly in John 12, verse 26. He says, anyone who wants to be my disciple must follow me because my servants must be where I am. Where I am. Today's message is about not just merely admiring Jesus for what he did, but what it looks like to be a follower of Christ. Thank you. You're welcome. One of the things that makes Jesus unique in my mind is that as a leader, Jesus didn't just set up a standard that he called others to follow. Jesus lived by the standard that he called others to live. Jesus didn't just admire his father, his father's deeds, his father's wisdom. Jesus actually embraced the life that he witnessed his father live out throughout the Old Testament. Jesus was committed to following and emulating the life that he saw his father live and the way that his father related to others. From the Jordan River to Calvary, the beginning of Jesus' ministry to the end of his ministry, Jesus declared both in word and in deed 
that his father was worthy of trust and worthy to be followed. Listen to some of the things that Jesus says about his relationship with his father. In Luke 2, he says, Don't you realize that I am about my father's business? In John 5, he says, I can only do what I've seen my father doing. In John 6, he says, I've come to do my father's will. In John 14, he says, If you've seen my life, you've seen the life of my father. In Matthew 26, he says, Father, not, your, not my will, but your will be done. And in Luke 23, he says, Father, hanging from the cross, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. Jesus chose to trust and follow his Father, even when that decision was difficult, painful, costly, and involved sacrifice and suffering. Uh, Paul described it this way in Philippians 2, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he didn't cling to this equality with God. Rather, he gave up his divine privileges, embracing the role of slave, and was born a human. When he appeared in human form, he humbly obeyed God, dying a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God has elevated him to the place of highest honor, giving him a name that is above all other names. If Easter says anything, Easter declares that Jesus was not just an admirer of his Father. Jesus was committed to trusting and following his Father's plans and will for his life. And Jesus didn't just come to uh, trust and follow his Father. Jesus came to call people to do the same thing. He, he didn't just come for admirers. Jesus came to call people who were willing to live the life that Jesus lived, willing to trust his Father for help and salvation, just like Jesus trusted his Father for help and ultimately for the salvation that he experienced when he rose from the dead. There's no message more clear that runs throughout the Bible than this calling that God has placed upon his children to trust him, to do what Paul said in Philippians 2, to entrust their lives to his care, his love, his help, and ultimately his salvation. In 1 Peter 2, uh, Paul, or Peter says, uh, when Jesus suffered, he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. Jesus entrusted his life, his future, to the one who judges justly, to the one who will do what is ultimately right and good and best. Isn't that exactly what Noah did? He entrusted himself to the one that judges justly. Abraham entrusted his life to the one who judges justly. Moses entrusted his life to the one who judges justly. And the same could be said true of the people of Israel. Joshua, Rahab, Ruth, David, Daniel, Esther, the people that wrote the Psalms. 
These people, their journey was not easy, it was not safe, and it was not predictable. But these people were willing to entrust their lives, just like Jesus did, to the one who made them promises, promises that all would be well and that all would end well if they just would trust him. Paul said it this way in Romans 15, May the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Jesus came and through his life, his deeds, and his words, he declared that he willingly trusted his Father. And he has come and called people who will willingly do the same thing. He also came to call people who willingly would yield to the Father's claims upon their lives. People who would not just accept the Father's help and the Father's salvation, but people who would yield to the Father and follow the Father and serve the Father on a daily basis. Paul says it in Romans 6, Jesus lived for the, for the glory of God, and so should we as well. In 1 Corinthians 6, Paul says again, You were bought with a price, so glorify God with your body, with your life. In 1 Peter 2, Peter says, God called you to do good, including suffering when that occurs, just as Christ did for you. And He is your example, and you must follow in His steps. The early church, those that witnessed the life and the ministry and the words and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, these people were not just admirers of Jesus Christ. They didn't just admire his good, his good deeds and his wise words. They trusted in him and they followed him. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection convinced them that he was worthy to be trusted and to follow. Easter reminds us that Jesus does not just want our, our admiration. What he wants is to be trusted and followed in the similar way that he trusted in his father and followed his father. My question for us today is, are we doing that? Are you doing that? Am I doing that? Are we trusting Jesus, really trusting him for his help, his love, his forgiveness, his ultimate salvation when we face death are we doing that today? Are we willing to begin doing it if we're not? Are we willing to trust that Jesus loves us and that he sacrificed his life for us so that we can be adopted into God's family and experience his forgiveness and become a part of his family? I hope you'll think about that today. I want us to celebrate the Lord's Supper We at Christ Community Church take bread and wine each week and we eat and drink. We do that because the Bible tells us that this bread represents the body of Jesus and this wine represents the blood of Jesus. That which Jesus gave, his body and his blood 
on the cross as a sacrifice for us so that we could know his forgiveness, know the Father's love, and become adopted into God's family. So if you have prepared uh, as a family to eat and drink and give thanks and remember what Jesus did for you, you join us as we do this. I was reading early this morning uh, something that John Piper wrote. And I'm not, uh, my day started a long time ago today, uh, but the gist of it was that uh, nothing could stop the Lord Jesus from coming out of that grave. The Roman soldiers and the Roman Empire, the Jewish leaders, the guards, uh, the betrayal by Judas, the abandonment by Peter and the disciples, nothing could stop Jesus from coming out of that grave. On a uh, similar vein, nothing can stop God's plans of goodness, God's commitment of love, God's promise of forgiveness. Nothing can stop God's commitment to do us good. Nothing. No matter how bad things might be for you right now, nothing can stop God from unfolding and fulfilling His plans of good for your life. I hope that you will hear that. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will give you the faith to believe that. Um, let me just pray for us as we close. Father, I thank You that we could gather together. I thank You for Your Word. I pray that we would be reminded today in a very clear and powerful and lasting way that you came to this earth to call people to the life that you demonstrated and lived. A life of trusting Father God and His help, His love, and His salvation. And a life that yields to God's claim upon our lives and a willingness to follow Him all the days that we live on this earth. God encourages today with fresh faith to believe that the power that was used to raise Jesus from the dead has been committed to our good and our ultimate success in this life and in the life to come. God, may it be so, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. On a hill far away Stood an old rugged cross The emblem of suffering and shame And I love that old cross with the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross 
Till my trophies at last I lay down And I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown Oh, the old rugged cross So despised by the world Is wondrous attraction for me for the dear lamb of god left his glory above to bear it to dark calvary so cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last i lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown And the old rugged cross Stained with blood so divine A wondrous beauty I see was on that old cross Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me so I'll cherish the old rugged cross until my trophies at last I lay down and I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown and i will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown all right thanks for joining us happy easter everyone uh, if you just joined us late in the broadcast, I guess that's how you say that. Uh, welcome to Christ Community Church. We'll be back uh, next Sunday, 10, 15 uh, sharp, right here on this uh, website. So please join us next week. Thanks for uh, joining us this week. Happy Easter, guys.